Her and EU, a European podcast on gender equality. Brought to you by the Martin Center with Loredana Teodorescu. So hello everybody and welcome to this new episode of Her and EU, a podcast on gender equality and women's role in the society. I am Loredana Teodorescu and our special guest of today is Vetlana Tikhanovskaya, leader of the democratic opposition in Belarus. Svetlana, thank you very much for being with us. Thank you. So Svetlana, you became a very powerful voice fighting for democratic change, fighting for freedom in your country. Uh, but I remember when you stepped up together with other women in politics, uh, uh, you did it out of love, uh, reacting to your husband's arrest. Uh, but at the same time, Lukashenko was probably unprepared uh, for the overwhelming support you received. And he even said that Belarus was not ready for a female president. He um, talked about you as a housewife. Uh, so have you ever felt that being a woman was an obstacle or on the contrary, let's say an advantage for your political engagement and for your fight? Um, maybe on a personal level, it was an advantage uh, because you know what I have understood for these three years of fight that women are always underestimating themselves and think that they are weaker uh, than they are in reality. But when the life uh, puts you in obstacles, when you have show your strength, uh, women just stand and, and doing what they uh, need to do. You know, uh, I just uh, want maybe to share with you a personal story because I have uh, my older son with, is a uh, you know, boy with uh, special needs and for 10 years I had to rehabilitate him. And I remember uh, when I discovered that he has some problems, I didn't know if uh, this rehabilitation will have any success. But what I knew is that every day I have to work with him, you know, just uh, tirelessly because I was responsible for his future. So uh, I didn't know is, uh, if there is a light in the uh, end of this tunnel, but every day, step by step, I, I was working with him. And I did it, and I'm really proud of uh, achievements uh, we have with uh, my child. And this is maybe the same situation. Maybe that, uh, that uh, situation with my uh, son uh, showed me that I can do much more uh, I can expect from myself and now uh, it's also I don't know where uh, when our fight uh, will uh, will uh, will be over but what I, what I know is that every day you know together with Belarusians I have to fight to find uh, solutions to fight to find uh, to look for non-conventional uh, way to uh, you know to overcome obstacles and challenges so yeah but 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 I really feel uh, strength I uh, I'm inspired by uh, Belarusian people I'm inspired by uh, Europeans whom I see every day and who stand with Belarus I feel that I'm not alone in this fight and uh, of course I'm inspired by um, uh, my husband and other people who now in jails who sacrifice their freedom you know to give us opportunity to finish this fight Indeed, and what, what do, you, do you wish for your country? I mean, how do you see the future of Belarus and how uh, the European Union can help you, can support your, your fight? You know, historically, Belarus belongs to Europe. 
uh, only 200 years we were in the sphere of influence of Russia, but we want to return uh, to European family of countries. And of course, I want to see Belarus as a democratic, prosperous and uh, uh, prosperous country where uh, peace and uh, rule of law prevail. And I want Belarus to be reliable uh, partner and neighbor uh, for other countries, uh, but not the source of uh, constant threat. I want Belarusian people to live in uh, uh, good conditions, you know, not to, uh, as, as now our pensioners, our old people doing there, just collecting money and decide what to buy today, milk or, or uh, bread. You know, a rather poor population, but I really want my people to enjoy uh, their lives. And uh, most, uh, a lot of Belarusians have never traveled abroad. They just don't see how people can live. You know, our uh, poor pensioners, if they saw that, for example, here in Italy, uh, women are uh, so beautiful, they enjoy their uh, years, you know, they visit cafes and restaurants, just, just uh, they would be very surprised. And we, uh, we are showing now uh, to Belarusian people perspectives of uh, our development. We can do, we can live the same uh, if uh, only we have, can give opportunity to our businesses to develop. We, if uh, uh, all the work of uh, government was, would be dedicated not to, uh, you know, to, to uh, save more money for themselves, but give money, to, you know, to people, to prosperity of the countries. So, uh, I really believe that uh, Belarusian people, we are very hardworking and patient people. If to give opportunities to develop, they uh, we, very fast we will achieve, you know, high level uh, of uh, economy, and uh, the lives of Belarusians will be improved. Thank you for sharing uh, with us your 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 dream and what you are fighting for. And, um, but I'm looking now at the current situation, uh, I mean, with the war uh, back uh, in Europe and all the concerns about uh, also Belarusians, Belarus, Belarus engagement uh, in, uh, in this Russian attack against Ukraine. Um, I remember that when uh, the war started, you announced the anti-war movement uh, to prevent the participation of Belarus in the Russian attack against Ukraine. And I'm wondering if you can tell us a little bit more about your engagement in this, in this regard, but also how do you see uh, Belarus' role now in this, in this war? First of all, I want to underline that uh, Belarus is not Russia regarding this war. In Belarus, 86% of people are against participation of Belarus uh, uh, in, in the war against Ukraine, because we are as nations, Belarusians and Ukrainians are very close. We have a similar language, we have uh, same values. Uh, and uh, in Russia, most of the population are supporting Putin and supporting uh, the war in Ukraine. And I want here to also distinguish Belarusian regime and Belarusian people, because it was um, uh, Lukashenko who dragged our country into this war and who allowed to launch uh, missiles from our territory. The first attack in the war in Ukraine was done from Belarusian territory, but against the will of Belarusian people. Let's uh, not remember that uh, Belarusian people now live in constant fear, in atmosphere of tyranny and repressions. Uh, but even in such atmosphere, uh, partisan, partisan movement appeared in Belarus. Uh, Belarusian partisans disrupted railways. 
uh, that uh, uh, just to slow down Russian equipment going through our country. Our military volunteers are fighting in Ukraine shoulder to shoulder with Ukrainians. Uh, our uh, political refugees who had to flee Belarus because of repressions helping Ukrainian refugees. So uh, Belarus became country co-aggressor only because of actions of Lukashenko. And uh, Lukashenko has to bear the full responsibility uh, for this. Uh, now, uh, on the territory of Belarus, uh, there are no, for, for more than half a year, uh, no missiles have been launched from our country. But we still have thousands of uh, Russian uh, soldiers on our territory. And the latest situation with the Prigozhin's attacks that can be also uh, deployed in Belarus and create a huge threat not only for people of Belarus but also for our neighbors. Uh, this situation showed that uh, Lukashenko uh, is a fully loyal to Putin. He fulfills all the uh, orders of uh, Putin and he's selling our independence and our serenity in exchange to his own power. He's ready to sacrifice with our nation, with people, with country, with the, uh, our national identity just to uh, prove himself that uh, you know he's a strong person, he's in power so many, many years. He, he's, enjoy, uh, he's enjoying to be the last dictator in Europe. So uh, that is the situation, but uh, you know, uh, despite all this uh, situation, Belarusian people are not giving up. It's a very difficult fight with many challenges, but I see how, how Belarusian society is preparing for the next window of opportunity that will um, will uh, help us to uh, uprise again and uh, get rid of Lukashenko's regime. You were mentioning the, the crucial role of the civil society and again I'm looking at you, you have become a symbol of a peaceful struggle for democracy but also uh, of strong female leadership. And I also have in mind uh, the, the, the protests uh, in 2020 in Belarus led by, by women with the crowds of women dressed in, uh, in red and white, earning the cover of many foreign newspapers. So now, uh, how do you perceive the role of those women uh, in, uh, in Belarus? And uh, I have in mind also, of course, uh, women in diaspora, because we know that, mm -hmm. unfortunately, many of them, as you did, had to, to leave the country. Uh, you know, our fight uh, is not a sprint, it's a marathon. And what I understood is that women are more efficient in uh, long distance. They are, uh, have more patience, they have more uh, empathy. And uh, that's why for three years already I see very active uh, women in, in Belarus who are desperately fighting against the regime. And uh, uh, many women are leading uh, organizations, uh, human rights defending media, uh, cultural initiatives. And uh, I think this, this happens because uh, women feel more responsibility for the future, because it's the future of their children. And uh, they, they percept uh, Belarus and you know, the Belarusian nation as, as uh, they, you know, common children. So um, uh, uh, absolutely sure that, uh, you know, Belarusian uh, women will play a huge role in the future uh, of Belarus and there will be no even uh, debates uh, about uh, feministic organizations and the uh, women in Belarus will uh, take, will, will have crucial role. And uh, very last question, going back to, to you, to your personal story. I mean, you risked everything to stand up for your beliefs. 
Uh, you currently live in exile in Lithuania. Uh, a Belarus court sentenced you to 15 years in prison, and in addition, you were banned from running for election again. So how is this impacting you and your work, and also what keeps you motivated to fight? You know, uh, many factors uh, influenced uh, my my life, you know, for three years. What I, uh, my, my personal motivation is, of course, uh, uh, my husband and my children who are growing up without them. But it's not only about him. He's, you know, the dearest person for me. But I uh, know that thousands of uh, families are also splitted. You know, hundreds of thousands had to leave their homes uh, in Belarus and uh, flee uh, repressions. I am inspired by Belarusian people. I see how three years passed but they still full of energy you know, con to continue this fight. They will never forget and forgive uh, what Lukashenko had done with uh, Belarus and what, what he's uh, continuing to do. And uh, when I see Belarusians who you know, fled Belarus, live in, uh, uh, in uh, powerful, uh, prosperous countries, but they're not giving up this activism. You know, they don't enjoy lives. And, um, I hope that I uh, myself inspire people also because they uh, see how, uh, uh, how, uh, how I'm trying, what I'm trying to do, you know, for uh, Belarus. But I also realize that a lone person or even a woman can't do a lot. It, it's need to, um, uh, to it's need energy of uh, a huge uh, majority of uh, people, of uh, women, because without uh, support, I wouldn't feel strong. And so as I'm uh, still in the fight, so as I'm still the voice of uh, Belarusians, it means that uh, Belarusians are supporting me. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you very much, Svetlana. I'm sure that you are inspiring so many women, and not only women, so many people in the, in the world. So thank you very much for your time and your words, and thank you to the Martin Center for making this podcast possible. Uh, thank you all for listening, and stay tuned for the new episode. That was today's episode of Her and EU. Subscribe to our podcast for more.